Cover two. Welcome, everybody, to the Cover 2 Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm here with my man, Hooman. How's it going today, Hooman? Hey, Will. I'm doing really well. Uh, things are going great, and we wrapped up doing our updated rankings, and we're in for a little bit of fun today doing a mock draft, a collaborative mock draft. We're going to be drafting together as one unit in one spot, uh, and we're going to be able to stop the draft, discuss you know what we want to pick, discuss our rankings on players and what will be the best option. I think this will be kind of cool to have two minds working in one draft position, which is the 10th spot. And with July 4th around the corner, we know that you guys are getting ready and set for your draft. Uh, A lot of your draft days are coming up in the next six to eight weeks, so we want to try to get you prepared. Yeah, and with this draft that we're going to be doing here, we're going to be doing one of the, you know, typical drafts here, 12-team, full PPR, We've taken out the kicker and the defense. We can kind of just focus on the skill position players here. And uh, I think we're looking to get started here, right, Will? We got any news or anything we want to go over before we get started? No, not yet. I mean, I, I, we're still wondering what's going to have, would happen with Aaron Rodgers and see what that's going to go with. Yeah, what, what are your thoughts right now? If you uh, had to you know, rate it on a probability scale, do you think he's going to be playing with the Packers this year? I know I was probably a ninety percent at the beginning of this off season, even with that whole craziness that happened. Um, it's getting less and less every day for some reason. I don't know why I feel that way, but you know, I think he has them. You know, he has the Packers by the gonads, let's say, and he's going to actually make sure that he gets what he wants. I don't know if he's going to be a Packer. Wow, that's that's a big change for you. I know I was kind of on the more leaning towards the side where I do not think he will either he'll either not play this season or he will be traded, and I think that's trending more and more likely at this point. Um, if you were to have to pick one location where he does end up getting traded to last ditch effort, where do you think that would end up being? I think that the person's going to go on is Denver. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, that's, that's that's what I've been thinking too, Denver. But let's uh, let's talk about this uh, this twelve um, team PPR draft. Before we get to the draft, some big news here. We now here at Cover Two Fantasy Football have invaded social media. Go find us on Instagram at Cover Two Fantasy Football. That's Cover Two, the number Fantasy Football. You know, as you said, we're going to draft at number ten. Uh, so, what do you think we're going to get at ten? Just going into it. Well, I think we're going to be looking at some definitely not any Tier 1 running backs. I think those are all going to be gone. Um, Especially, you know, we're talking Tier 1. I've got McCaffrey and Cook. Tier 2, I've got Kamara, Barkley. Uh, We may have a shot at some of those back-end Tier 3 guys of mine. I'm probably thinking Eckler, Mixon, Aaron Jones will be on the board where we can try to parlay that into two running backs, or we can get a little bit crazy and maybe try that whole, uh, try the Travis Kelsey technique there. Uh, we'll definitely have a shot at a, you know, back-end back end running back. Um, I guess we'll have to see what's on the board when we get there once we start this and see what we have left. What are you, what are you hoping for at that spot? I'm hoping for, I've seen sometimes that it Zeke falls to 10. I think that would be a great first running back for us. 
Okay, well, let's go ahead and get it started and see what's happening. So if you're watching this, you're going to see our draft going here. We use Sleeper, not a sponsor, but we're happy to accept sponsor offers if Sleeper's out there listening to us. And uh, here we go. So we got the number one pick, Barkley. Wow. Taylor going two. Derrick Henry, Cook, Chubb. Wow. What is going on here? McCaffrey, Kamara, Adams, Kelsey. Now we're on the clock. So Kelsey is gone yeah um i'm i'm still trying to wrap my head around the fact that cmc didn't go till the sixth pick yeah. i I'm i not... wish we went six yeah um okay so jonathan taylor going way higher than i expected um cook dropping a couple spots and then Devonte adams going before travis kelsey we do have a shot at Ezekiel Elliott, which was what you were hoping for. Um, what are your thoughts on that? We're sitting here at the 10th spot. We've got some guys off the board. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Zeke is the very top of my tier three. So he's my running back five. I can't remember exactly where you had Zeke in your on your draft board. I had him at seven um, okay. going into it. Um, you know, but just looking at the, the people that are, you know, that we have the opportunity to get, you know, we're not going to reach a tight end. Uh, not now, anymore of course uh, we're not going to go after a wide receiver because you know running backs is a premium we're going to wait you know if we don't get a running back now we're going to definitely lose at least four uh, running backs going into it so, so here's what I'm thinking Will I'm thinking we can go running we can get Zeke here on the turn maybe hope for like an Eckler Akers or Mixon and then maybe we could take that shot at Waller in the third round if he gets to us I agree well let's get him all right, so we're going with Zeke here, um, and let's see. So we got three, four picks ahead of us, and hopefully we can end up with one of those guys. I'd be really happy with any three of those, or any one of those three. And here goes Zeke. There goes DK. Okay, oh. Tyree Kill. So we're going to have uh. a choice here. I wanted Eckler. I know mm. I heard I heard the sign in your voice. I really wanted Eckler out of that group. And this brings us to that conversation you and I had when we were ranking our running backs where – I, I think I posed that question to you. If we had the choice between Eckler or Cam Akers, and you had Akers ranked higher, I think we both decided that we would rather have Eckler, which I think in this case, with, in a PPR, I would have felt more comfortable with Akers. We do have the shot at Mixon also, um, and then it, it's going to kind of fall. I think there's going to be a big run on running backs here if we don't take one. What, what are your thoughts? So the only thing I'm, I want to just bring into the, the effect, obviously, is the top-tier wide receiver. Okay, yes, we can go get Cam. We'll have two solid running backs. We're not going to get a top-tier receiver now. It's done if we don't pick him now. So the thought process is going to be where is our lower running back that we believe will fall that we we feel comfortable taking as our number two? Do we feel that way? If we don't, then we got to take Cam here. Yeah, so what I'm looking at, and obviously, I think our both of our options, if we were going to go receiver here, is obviously Stephon Diggs. The fact that he got out of the first round is kind of mind-blowing. The fact that we have a chance here to go Elliott and Stephon Diggs. Mm -hmm. um, my hope then would be that somehow Najee Harris makes it back to us, which we've got the long wait here now. Um, there's going to be a lot of picks. There's going to be about 18 picks ahead of us. Um, I don't think Najee Harris will make it back. Um, I, I think we're going to be looking at maybe a non-starting, non, you know, we're definitely going to be looking at non-running uh, back one at that late third round pick there. 
Yeah, I mean, looking at my board, I, I'm thinking it's going to be either a, a Gibson or a Mike Davis. I don't think – I think Mike Davis is the the more likely outcome there. I think Gibson's going to be long gone in the second uh, – probably late second round here. Uh, I think Edwards Alaire is going to be gone. I think Harris will be gone. I think David Montgomery might even be gone. Hmm. So that's where it leaves us with a quandary here where, yeah, we can get a great wide receiver one here. We can get the wide receiver, the wide receiver number one from last year. But then we're going to have to piecemeal together running back, running back in third and fourth round. Um, Now, remember, during our rankings, what did we talk about? We talked about what? There being upper tiers of running backs and then a lot more depth at wide receiver. So what's your thinking here? You know, it's it's hard for me because I, I think the smart choice is to go uh, with running back with, with Akers um, instead of like a um, a Diggs or, um, you know, a D- Hopkins or even a Michael Thomas, which I, I agree is way too high right here. So, um, hey, would you be happy if, if at that turn in the third and fourth round we could end up with someone like two guys like Allen Robinson and Terry McLaurin? No, I agree with you. I, I think that the talent, obviously, the wide receiver position is, is much, uh, it's got a lot more depth uh, to it. Um, I just always go to the mantra, you know, a set it and forget it guy, right? And and having a set and forget it wide receiver one is huge. So that's the only thing I want to pause for concern there. So I'm looking at my tiers here, and this, this is a good situation where we can talk about tier-based uh, rankings and drafting. So I've got Stefan Diggs as a tier one wide receiver. Now he is my wide receiver four, which is the back end of my tier one. Um, is Calvin Ridley still on the board? Yes, he is. He is. I. So this is this is really tough, man. Because we've got tier one wide receivers, and then I'm looking at as far as running backs with tiers here. I've got we're into tier four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so even if we get Acres here, that's the upper end of my tier four. But looking ahead, I don't think from as far as my tiers go, we'll see. We'll probably have to be drafting someone in tier six as our running back two. Mm-hmm. Um, man, this is a really tough spot. I, I actually really want to go with either Diggs or Ridley. Well, I trust you in this this aspect. I, I mean, I told you what I was going to do with number ten was Elliot. I thought he'd be there, so I feel confident if you go with one of the three, either Cam. Um, Diggs or Ridley, I think it would be okay. Now let's let's take a look at our draft board here. So if we're looking at the head of the teams here, they mostly all have running backs. So we know Team Nine, Team Eight are drafting behind us. They're going to take running backs Correct. because they've got a tight end, they've got a wide receiver. We could see a run on wide receivers from Team Seven to Team One or running backs. I think we'll see a combo of running back and wide receivers gone. Correct. So the likelihood that about nine running backs will be gone off the board is very likely to where we could be looking at Chris Carson. We could be looking at David Montgomery, which would not be a bad thing. I'm, I'm just not sure if that's who I want as my running back, too. Well, I think that for just our concerns here, you know, I feel like most of the time that if you were drafting, whom and did you probably go double running back here? I think I'd like to try and go for that top tier wide receiver and see what happens. Yeah, I think so too. And that's exactly what I was going to say is I, we've got our tier one, my tier one guys are here. And if I can get a tier one running back and a tier one wide receiver leaving this draft, I can build depth behind them. And I think that's what we're going to do here. And we are going to go receiver. And 
this is where you and I may have a little bit of a controversy here. Would we rather go Diggs or Ridley? How, where did you have Diggs and Ridley ranked? Uh, so for for me, let me go back to my rankings. I had Diggs at four, and I had Ridley at six. So if you look at my tiers, I had Diggs, like you said, at the bottom. I actually have Diggs at my bottom, my tier one. And I have Ridley at my uh, middle of my tier two. Okay, and I've got Diggs at four, bottom of tier one. I've got Ridley at three, which is mid-tier one. Now, who do you think has the higher upside? You know, for me, if I'm going to be choosing at my second pick, I'd probably say Diggs. But you asked the other question, which was who's the higher upside. It's Ridley. So it's it's interesting because it's going to be about offenses that I think I might have to look at. And I trust Bill's offense with Josh Allen this year more than I trust Matty Ice. Now, if we're talking about winning in offenses, yes, the Buffalo Bills offense. But if we're talking about fantasy output, without Julio Jones, we know Calvin Ridley is an elite fantasy wide receiver. It's been proven that we've had a large sample size of that with Julio Jones having missed so many games over the last couple of years. We know Ridley fits right in there. Now, Diggs also has been very successful. He's coming off the best year a receiver's had this last year. So I'm going to, I, I, I'm going with the choice of wide receiver. Um, the difference between you and I with Diggs, it's, it's right on point. We both have them in the same spot. The difference, difference between Ridley is a little bit different, and that's where why I'm going to go ahead and go with Diggs then, okay? Okay. Ooh. And here go some receivers, Hopkins. And we have a QB, Mahomes, Mixon, Akers. There goes Akers. Dobbins, A.J. Brown, Michael Thomas, George Kittle, Najee Harris. He did come off the board really early. And now here's our run on receivers. And I do see Ooh. somebody. Ah, there goes Edwards Alaire. Okay. okay so let me catch everyone up to where we were. Uh, so after we took Diggs, we had a run on uh, Hopkins. Then we had Mahomes, Mixon, Akers with a 2.1, 2.7. Uh, Dobbins at the 2.8. Then we had A.J. Brown, Michael Thomas, George Kittle, 2.11, and then Najee Harris to round out the second round. Starting the third round, this is where uh, Ridley went. So we had Ridley, Keenan Allen, uh, Justin Jefferson, Antonio Gibson, Miles Sanders, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, DeAndre Swift. Then we had Allen Robinson and Josh Jacobs at the 3.9. And now we're up at the 3.10. You know, we've got our running back one. We've got our wide receiver one. So if we're looking at running backs now, we do have a nice choice here. We're looking at Chris Carson or David Montgomery from what I see. Um, anyone else popping out to you on the board right now? The only thing I'm thinking of is is what we also could get wide receiver-wise if we feel like that we're not going to worry about that. And the only thing I see is, is Terry McLaurin or, um, or Robert Woods. And I would not waste my pick here for that i'd hope to get him on the return um so yeah i agree with you taking a running back here and, and getting um either montgomery um I, I i have a more upside on montgomery than carson even though i think the carson and the offense is going to be better this year just because montgomery doesn't have the backup that carson has i i, I think we know how pete carroll is over there now i i've got chris carson at the 16 as running back 16 and Montgomery at running back 18. So not a huge difference there. Do we think Montgomery's going to have that workload? I believe so. I think the way he ended the season, I think you're spot on there. I think he is going to continue to have that workload where I would feel very comfortable with David Montgomery here. I agree. 
Okay, so the pick is in, and let's see if we can get our guy on the turn here. Then Carson went after, so I think they would have gone interchange there. Then we had Josh Allen, we had Chris Godwin, we had Mike Evans, and Will, we are in fantastic position here to do something in the fourth round because there's someone on the board that I think we can jump on right now. Do you know who I'm talking about? Agreed. You got to get the number one player in their position, basically, that you don't can set it and forget it. Dude, the fact that we are getting a tier one running back, a tier one receiver, and a tier one tight end. Well, not necessarily tier one. I've got Travis Kelsey in his his own well, of course. stratosphere. But this is the next best tight end, in my opinion. And this is a no-brainer. We're on the same page here, right? Of course. I would have been happy with taking him in the third round, but we needed that running back. And the fact that we're able to draft him here early fourth round sets us at a positional advantage going into this season we've got the three you know we got a tier one or we got an upper elite running back one of the best receivers and we're going to have one of the best tight ends and here goes the pick and that is in case you were wondering darren waller okay so then we got julio jones goes after our pick travis Etienne going a little bit higher than i would have expected then we've got cooper uh we've got lamar jackson hey and here's your guy kyle pitts going in 4.8 uh, a little bit higher, definitely. Waller would have been got long gone. I think he probably would have been picked after us if we didn't take him. Then we had Kyler Murray, Terry McLaurin, <clears throat> Cooper Cup, Adam Thielen to round out the fourth round. Then starting our third round, Team 1 took Mark Andrews. Then we had Tyler Lockett, Robert Woods, DJ Moore, Jamar Chase. James Robinson here going at the 5.6, which I'm a little bit surprised about. Um, then we had Russell Wilson. Melvin Gordon, a little bit too high in my opinion. Then we have Dak Prescott. So we are looking good here, Will. We've got pretty good choices at, I think, I'm assuming we're going to be targeting receiver or running back. Uh, let's take a look at what we have on the running back, running back boards. Um, something that's popping out to me right now, as far as running backs are concerned, is taking a look at a guy like Miles Gaskin. Dolphins didn't really do anything to address the running back needs. I think they were really happy with Gaskin. I think we can probably expect some of the similar fantasy output as long as he stays healthy. Uh, do you see a receiver that we could probably take over him? Not in this round, no. I, I, I'm, I'm in agreement with you there because I think Gaskin, with his ability to, to, to give you that PPR, he's going to get some catches at the backfield. Um, and that offense has a lot of weapons um, that they'll be focused on, but he's the only running back, as you said. So I like to see him here. Um, I pro I definitely would be taking him. As far as wide receivers go, the one that I'm looking at that I'd like to get if, if we can is either a C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb, that's exactly what I was hoping for, too. Or or even I know that he's in a new team and it's the Giants, but but Galloway, I like his, his game, and he's the number one for the Giants. Yeah, and I don't see – is Deontay Johnson still on the board available, too? Yes, and I, I've seen Deontay Johnson be going late in these drafts. Okay, so – I, I've got him rated really high. I've got him rated higher than C.D. Lamb. But let's go ahead and make the running back pick here, and then we'll figure it out once we see those next four picks. So we've got a consensus here, right? Yes, Gaskin all the way. Gaskin, all right. So then we had Cream Hunt. Oh, there there goes C.D. Lamb, so we don't even have to worry about that. C.D. Lamb wrapped up the fifth round. Then we've got Kenny Galladay at the first pick of the sixth round, which I would have been really happy with if Galladay came down to us. Then Fournette went... And now we're on the board again. I think we can kind of focus our attention on wide receiver here for a bit. 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's take a look at our rankings here. I have one that um, I I love at this spot um, because of his ability, and it is a little bit of a risk just because he is a rookie, but that Philadelphia offense needs some firepower, and I like Devontae Smith here. Yeah, let's see. Where do we have Deontay Johnson on here? I love Devonta Smith. I just, I think maybe we can, do you think we can get Deontay Johnson in the next round? I think so. I actually do. I think the way that these, I think that the Steelers, for some reason, because of all the receivers that they have, they it's it's kind of been hit and miss as far as who's who's the number one's going to be, and that's why you've seen none of them drafted so far. Okay, how are we looking? QBs were looking okay, right? Yeah, the only thing that I would look at, and I wouldn't draft him here, is Tom Brady is probably my highest quarterback. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Brady's still still on the board. Uh, We got my guy, Jalen Hurts, that gives you that nice floor that maybe we could pluck in the eighth or ninth round if possible. I just want to make sure we didn't have anything really popping out at us here in the sixth round. So, Well, wait, hold on one second. I don't see Herbert off the board. No, but I... I wouldn't. No, I would. I don't know if I would, especially with us sitting with only one wide receiver. I agree with you there. I, I'm just saying offhand, but yeah. no, yeah. The, I think wide receivers definitely are our decision here. Okay, so yeah, let's do Devonta Smith then. Is he our? Is he our highest consensus available right now? Uh, for me, uh, Devonte Smith is in my tier four. End of my tier four. And Cooper Cup is gone or is he, yeah he is gone he was he's gone. gone yeah i mean for me the the top person i have right now are my rankings is Devonte smith and behind him is deontay johnson and t higgins okay that's so i'm I, we're gonna go with Devonta smith here and i'm gonna hope deontay johnson makes this back to us because with ben roethlisberger in there i know deontay johnson is gonna be a volume hog this year but like you said Devonta smith has that upside of being the guy in philly the connection with Jalen Hurts. So let's go with it. Your guy, Devonta Smith. So there's our pick, Devonta Smith. Right after Smith, uh, there goes Juju Smith. And then we had TJ Hawkinson, Brandon Ayuk, Javante Williams, which I was hoping was going to drop down to us so we could have plucked him later. Then there goes Justin Herbert, Odell Beckham, DJ Chark, the 6'10", James Conner, the 6'11", Chase Edmonds at the 6'12", to round out the sixth round. Then to start the seventh round, we got a little bit of a run of quarterbacks here with Aaron Rodgers, Trevor Lawrence. Then we had Claypool, Waddle, Cortland Sutton, T. Higgins, which I was kind of hoping would drop to us. Then we had David Johnson. My heart skipped a beat there when I saw that came up because I thought that was Deontay Johnson. Then we had Ronald Jones, Kenyon Drake, and now we're up at the 7-10. And our guy is going to be there. Um, Do we see anything else popping out? The only thing for me is Mike Davis. Just because he's a he's a number one for that team. Yeah, I think I think we could probably take him here and then get Deontay Johnson on the turn. I I, I think so too. I think that's probably the safest thing if we're looking at the board here. Um, I've got Mike Davis. I've got him as a tier six running back, twenty two, right under Miles Gaskin. So if we can end up with those two running backs, I think that's a really good look for us. Um, and wide receiver-wise, I see plenty of depth here to where we would still end up with someone we would want. I think we will get our guy, though, if we make this pick here. And if you look at the teams that are coming after us, uh, we know that Team 11 is taking a wide receiver, at least they hope. And we hope that Team 12 takes a running back because they only have one. So Yeah, how many quarterback options? We got one, 
We've got one team, two teams that need a quarterback, too. So we may even be able to end up having a pretty good choice in the ninth round at quarterback. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's go with a starting running back here in Mike Davis. Okay, once we do that, ah, there goes Tom Brady. Uh, then we had Noah Fant to wrap up the seventh round. Starting off the eighth round, we had Zach Moss, then Raheem Mostert. And now we are back to our pick here in the eighth round, eight. Point three, and we do have choices of wide receivers here. Of who's available, I definitely, like I've been pr- saying for a couple rounds here, I've got Deontay Johnson rated very highly, and I think this would be a steal for us to get him here in the eighth round. Very true. And, you know, we were thinking about sixth round, and now we're going to get him the eighth. It's amazing. Uh, if I'm taking a look here, we'll kind of go through this once it does end up happening. Finishing up the eighth round here, and I'll go through this. Um, Let's talk about this. So we had, after our pick, we Oof. had Jerry Judy. We had Marquise Brown. Dang it, I can't hold it in because I'm a little bit upset. Uh, then we had Rob Gronkowski, Debo Samuel at the 8.7, Will Fuller, Mike Gesicki, Joe Burrow, Brandon Cooks, LaVisca Chenault to round out the eighth round. Going into the ninth round, we had Jarvis Landry, Tyler Boyd, Dallas Goddard, uh, Damian Harris, which I think would have been great value in this round, and then Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts went to good old Team 5, getting two quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah, well, I was surprised because when when, uh, Burrow went, it showed that every single team had had a quarterback. So I thought, oh, we're good, you know. And now two teams have picked two quarterbacks, which, of course, that's so much fun. Uh, So we are – I I feel like personally that we should just let it go and just keep on drafting what we want, running back, wide receiver – and we get what we get. Yeah, because I'm at the point now where I would be okay with taking maybe Tannehill in the 10th round. We do have a few rounds here, though. But there is still great value on the board at different positions. So I'm all for let's acquire that talent. Um, and one of the things I'm looking at that's staring us right in the face is a chance to get a running back that can end up becoming a starter within the first few weeks of the season. And that's Michael Carter. Or we can go another route we've got some receivers which i think are still going to be there in that 10th round uh what are your thoughts on this i i'm in full agreement i know that would give us our fifth running back and it would give us the time to just concentrate on our receiver the rest of the draft and i'm eyeballing just looking ahead antonio brown is still on the board Mm. and i know the bucks wide receiver core is really diluted because there's so much talent there but when Antonio Brown was active and healthy, he was the fantasy value in that offense. So if he's able to drop to us here in these next couple picks in the 10th round, I think that might be a steal. So is our consensus going with Michael Carter here? Yeah, I, I like the lottery pick here. Yeah, but he, I mean, camp reports have been great on Michael Carter. They're, they're even saying that he is, you know, popping out in the camps right now and he could end up maybe taking the workload by the third week oh yeah and, and tevin coleman we know is is has been very injury prone the last yeah, couple and, years you know pirine is still there but they they invested that high draft stock that draft equity into michael carter so i think and we had talked about this pre-draft too that michael carter was one of those guys that really stood out to us so let's go ahead and do that and see what happens here it gives us a little bit of depth at running back we had Robert Tanyan go, Curtis Samuel wrap out the ninth round. Then we had Tyler Higby starting off the 10th round. Michael Pittman going at 10.2, which would have been a nice pickup also. Um, and then now we're looking at our wide receivers. Does anybody pop out to you besides Antonio Brown that 
would give us as much value as he would. The only thing I'm thinking about is Pittman's teammate and T.Y. Um, I don't see him off the board, and T.Y. is just a you know a, a veteran receiver that had a, a poor year last year. The quarterback he had uh, was not looking for him. You know, he was looking down the field. He was looking uh, short, and they really didn't get a chemistry. So I, I think that he is going to have a bounce back season. But um, going through the progressions of it. I think that I would rather go with Antonio Brown in that offense. Yeah, that's what my argument was going to be, is that the quarterback that they got in Indianapolis is Carson Wentz. We don't know how his head is screwed on. We don't know who his receiver is going to be. We know that from what we've seen with Carson Wentz, is he does target a specific receiver and goes to them or the tight end. And if it's not T.Y., that's going to be a wasted pick for us. We've seen Brown with Brady, two of the greatest at what they do, uh, I think he's a safe depth pick here and could end up giving us pretty good return here. So Antonio Brown is going to be that pick. And now we're going to have a run here. And there goes Tannehill. I was kind of hoping he would drop to that 11th round. Uh, A.J. Dillon, Hunter Henry, Michael Gallup, Naeem Hines, uh, Rashad Bateman, Trey Sermon, who would have been nice depth also. Deshaun Watson, someone's taking that late gamble on him. Devontae Parker, starting off the 11th round, Justin Fields. Then Todd Gurley, someone taking a flyer on him. Zach Ertz, Matt Ryan. Wow, all of our quarterback choices here really just disappeared in front of us, right? Uh, you sure you didn't do a two-quarterback league? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, then we had Kenny Gainwell, Devin Singletary, Corey Davis. There goes your guy, T.Y. Hilton. And now we are back on the clock here at the end, near the end of the 11th round with the 10th pick. I'm looking at running backs. We've got Tony Pollard on there. This would be a nice area to take that handcuff to our Zeke, um, especially with you know some of the issues Zeke has had recently with a little bit of injuries here and there. Uh, we could maybe steer with the Jamal Williams direction, thinking that backfield may not be set in stone with DeAndre Swift. Uh, I would say maybe Tony Pollard in that case. Uh, if we're looking at the tight end board, Evan Ingram sitting there, which is – Pretty surprising. So is Jonu Smith. And I think we'll probably see a run on tight ends here. I don't know if we need another tight end, but we could monopolize that and have a nice flex position with Evan Ingram. I don't know if I would start uh, Evan Ingram over Antonio Brown in flex at this point. So I don't know if I would make that choice. If we're looking at quarterbacks, oh, man. This is a mess, man. We don't have a whole lot to choose from here. And I am quite terrified of the fact of going into the season with possibly Daniel Jones or Carson Wentz. So I'm hoping we have a shot at Cousins, Mayfield, or even Fitz, maybe. What are you thinking? So I think that we need to take our quarterback here only because I think that if we do get back around and Pollard is still there, that we take that piece because... Pollard, like you said, is that a, it, that that blanket, the insurance, where I feel like we need an actual starter. Yeah, um, I I honestly don't think I think we will have a pretty decent choice. Like I said, there's a lot of tight ends on the board. I think we'll see in this twelfth round here, tight ends and receivers go. I think we'll be able to have a choice at quarterback. To me, if we're weighing between quarterback and running back, there's only one running back that I'd want right now and that's to have the handcuff of Tony Pollard because he does ha present some standalone fantasy value but for us specifically having invested our first pick in Zeke we almost have to have 
Tony Pollard. And the fact that he's here at the 11th round and the fact that there isn't a quarterback that's really standing out, that's my vote. What are you thinking on that? So the only thing I'm thinking about is for somehow, because the last almost every single team has taken two quarterbacks um, in this draft, that I feel like the next two picks, one of them, maybe both of them, are going to take a quarterback. Yeah, and, well, Team 11 only has three wide receivers on their roster. Yeah. So they are definitely in for a wide receiver in these next two picks. Well, let's let's talk quarterback just a second. I know you, you mentioned the two people you mentioned. We also have, you know, we have Carson Wentz. I know that you don't like him with his head and everything else. Um, but we do have a, a, a team that has a guy that is going to throw the ball around, and he's got top two receivers. Uh, I didn't see him go off the board. Maybe... Maybe you did, um, but, you know, Kirk Cousins is still there. Yeah, I think I mentioned Cousins or Mayfield uh, as one of the two options. I'd be happy with – not happy. Uh, not going to be – I think we're going to end up having to stream quarterbacks at this point with this team. But the talent that we have everywhere else overrides that for me. I like it. I think he'll make it back to us. I don't think he'll go in these next four picks. And I think the value of having our handcuff – with standalone values, I think a little bit more important at this point. Okay, let's go with it then. So we're going to go with Tony Pollard. There goes Cousins. Gosh dang it. Well, the gamble didn't pay off. Uh, however, Pollard would have been taken. I feel that Pollard would have been taken and we'd have been stuck with Kirk Cousins and no handcuff. And now... We've got a quarterback, and this is all on you, man. I'm letting you have this pick totally on your own. Oh, thanks. Appreciate it. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, I think that if, if we're going to go some, we got to go, obviously, with a guy that we know is, is playing week one. Um, I don't like Daniel Jones. Um, I do think that he's going to have a better season having uh, Barkley back and be able to dump it off. Um, you know, I, I really am – a fan. I, I am a fan of Baker in the offense, but they run the ball too much. So then, it, it, to me, it comes down to either getting Wentz, Baker, or or you know Derek Carr. And I don't know why, but that would help us with our Darren Waller, and we could match that up. I don't know about Derek Carr, man. With that offensive line, I think we're gonna be looking at a lot of sacks. I mean, he, he was under trouble last year, and they got rid of half their offensive line this offseason. I think that's just a negative sack total waiting to happen. You don't feel anything about Daniel Jones? Well, Roethlisberger's nice. there, too. Oh, we do have Roethlisberger, huh? I didn't even think about that, man. Well, I'm just thinking about if we have this opportunity now, let's look to see who we can team up with. Okay. You know, and if we have that, that, that dual combo, I mean, that's going to help us later on. Yeah, and if we're going to do that, then we know Roethlisberger isn't going to get benched. He's going to come out only if he gets injured. Mm -hmm. um, we know the volume will probably be there. This is his last hurrah. He may either that or he could end up being completely washed. So I'm good with Roethlisberger or Carr, and I'm going to let you make up that make that choice. Well, I think it makes the most sense to go with Roethlisberger here. Equinemius St. Brown goes after, then goes Mayfield. Then Mike Williams. Then we do have our tight ends with Jared Cook, Jonu Smith, Austin Hooper, Gus Edwards, uh, Daryl Mooney, and then, or, no, sorry, Darnell Mooney, and then Elijah Moore, who I think is going to have a pretty good rookie season this year. 
I think uh, I think those last two picks are really great. Yeah, uh, Darnell Mooney was someone I would have wouldn't have mind get got getting if we you know weren't in such a great position to get what we have. So we're taking a look at our roster here. Let's run it down from the top here. We've got we took Zeke at one, Diggs at two, Montgomery at three, a steal of getting Waller in the fourth round. Then we had Miles Gaskin in the fifth, Devonta Smith in the sixth, Mike Davis in the seventh. Uh, Deontay Johnson in the eighth, which I think was also a steal. Michael Carter in the ninth. Uh, Antonio Brown in the tenth. Tony Pollard in the eleventh to handcuff Zeke. And then our quarterback, which is, I think, the glaring the glaring hole in our team is that running back. Or, I'm sorry, quarterback. Um, trying to think if, if there was anything we could have maybe done differently. We could have probably done that Cousins move and then maybe taken Jamal Williams in the twelfth round. Uh, if we go up and look in the sixth round, I wouldn't have said that we could have taken one of the guys that was taken right after in that spot. I, I think that sixth round was way too early to contemplate taking Brady or Aaron Rodgers, especially with the Rodgers, right? Yeah, um, I mean, with, the, with just with the tiers and what we had, I mean, we, we did only had one run uh, wide receiver at this point. We needed a wide receiver at six. Yeah, what we probably should have done was at the eighth spot, where we we were enamored of the fact that Deontay Johnson dropped, that we could have taken Hertz there, mm. um, which is where his ADP is right now in the eighth round. So we would have gotten the value for him there, and then we probably could have maybe gotten Johnson in the ninth round um, or interchanged it with Antonio Brown. But you know what? We're going to hope that Roethlisberger just has a great season. And I think it, it, everything else on our on our team is just absolutely – I think this was an ideal draft here. I would take this draft. If you could go ahead and give me this draft going into my fantasy seasons, I would take this 100%. Oh, no, I, and I totally agree. I think that we set ourselves up, um, running back-wise especially, to, to dominate. We got a top-tier uh, wide receiver. We got the, the – I, you know, I obviously Kelsey is out of out of mind, but I, I agree with you that Waller for me is my number two, um, just because that offense doesn't have any other receivers uh, that are comparable um, to him. Obviously, Ruggs is there and a couple others, but as you can see, no one's taking Ruggs in this draft. So. No, and then also, I mean, remember Aguilar left. Aguilar is in, in he's not in Las Vegas anymore. So a lot of those he's in New England. A lot of those targets. You know, Carr's going to go back to his safety blanket, which is Darren Waller. So we could see Darren Waller's target volume even increase this year. So, you know, these ADPs will change as the summer goes on. I, I don't expect that teams will be able to get Waller early fourth. It's a possibility. I, I kind of project him mid-third, late-third, or even this early fourth. So picking from this 10th spot, to me, is pretty ideal in this scenario, if this, if this were to pan out. I just want to bring your attention to one person, and that's Team 9, which is risk-reward, okay? They only got two running backs, <laughs> but their wide receivers are crazy dynamic. Um, and, you know, you, you got can't sleep on the last pick with St. Brown being the only wide receiver, basically, in Detroit that's viable to pick. Yeah, um, and that's why I have... TJ Hawkinson ranked pretty high this year because they don't have a whole lot there. We saw he got drafted at the, uh, the fifth pick of the sixth round, which, you know, I wouldn't have been upset if we if we did pass on Waller, which I would not have 
passed on Waller. Um, but if we were sitting at a pick where we didn't have the chance of getting Waller in the third round, I would have been really happy taking Hawkinson in the sixth round and getting a couple other positions filled. Well, looking at this, though, Human, I know you are a person that goes running back heavy every single time. So taking this wide receiver at this point, because we kind of we kind of debated it, do you feel more confident in your draft going forward that you think that you feel comfortable about taking that wide receiver and it's going to pan out? It, if, if I'm on the turn like what we were here, um, and I was able to get a tier one, or not tier one, but an upper tier running back like we did with Zeke, the fact that we were able to get Zeke with our first round pick, I think made a big difference for me. Um, if we were sitting there looking at maybe like a Nick Chubb or Aaron Jones as that, or Austin Eckler as that first pick at running back, I maybe would not have felt as good. But the fact that it was Zeke, I think that was very situational for us. The fact that it was Zeke really helped out in that, in, in coaxing me and making me feel more comfortable taking that receiver early. And the fact that it was Diggs, that we had that choice at taking Diggs that early. Um, and we had talked about this when we did our wide receiver rankings, the fact that Metcalf, is, his ADP is just skyrocketing for some reason. Um, it helped us in this regard because it helped us help drop Diggs to our uh, second round third pick. Yeah, I, and I agree with you. I, I, the DK Metcalf has been going very high in a lot of um, you know mock drafts the last couple of weeks I've been seeing. And that's why I saw Zeke a couple of times fall, sometimes even to the end of the first round because wide receivers getting picked. And, of course, Kelsey's always getting picked in the first round. Yeah, and, it, you know, we might have been in a position to have taken him at that 10th pick. That's kind of what I was, I was hoping by selecting the 10th pick that we would be presented with that scenario, but he got drafted right before us. And in my opinion, I think it worked out even better here. Um, and maybe if I am picking in that 9, 10, 11 spot uh, and I had the chance at Kelsey, maybe I would pass and let someone else take him so I could try to target Waller in that third or fourth round. Very true, very true. Well, and just a little bit of a longer episode, but we really wanted to break it down together and go through each pick. Um, I really enjoyed matching up with you this time. Yeah, that was, that was fun, really um, putting our thought process together and debating and you know weighing the pros and cons and the risk-reward of each of our picks there. And hopefully it helped out some of our listeners as far as some of their decision-making as they're leading into their potential draft seasons coming up soon. And we, like like Hubert said, we appreciate our listeners so much. Thank you so much for helping us out. Continue to listen to us on Google Play, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and, of course, watch us on YouTube. And like always, cover two. Cover two.